and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. How are you guys? We had a little break last week. I'm trying to take the podcast as it comes, record episodes for you guys when I have inspiration rather than forcing anything. We love flow over force around here, obviously. So last week I was tired. I didn't want to record an episode, so we didn't. But we're back and I'm so excited to be dropping a really fun interview episode for you guys today. But I just wanted to check in, see how you guys are doing. It's officially May. Welcome to the new season. We have a new drop and launch today. I'm so excited about it. We have a collaboration with Abigail Evans of Makeup Masking and Murder, of Love Club Collective, and one of my best friends. So we have collaborated on a PDF resource for you guys on how to build a podcast. So if podcasting is something that you have been thinking about adding into your workflow for fun, for business, for work, whatever it is, this is the PDF for you. We walk you through how to set it up, what to do, resources, all of that fun stuff. It's just a small little guide. It's like under $50. It's one of our like quickest, smallest little guides just to get you getting started and get you set up for success on building a podcast. So I'm super excited about this launch. It's called Your Pod BFF. And I'm so excited to have you guys dive into it and start your podcast. So I'll link that for you guys below. If you have any questions on it whatsoever, as always, feel free to let us know. Um, But please send over your podcasts once you start launching them. I'm so excited about it excited about this launch because podcasting has honestly been one of my favorite things that we've ever done in the business it's brought me so much personal fulfillment and joy as well as just been such an integral tool to building trust and relationships with you guys and building out our brand so I'm super excited for you guys to do the same in your business or to just have fun with it maybe you just want an outlet and why the hell not that sounds amazing so that is one of the things that is new now um it's may so we're diving into another round of vip sessions which if you didn't fill out an application you still can we'll link that for you in the show notes as well um but yeah we have a lot of really exciting things planned this month we have a lot of launches coming up over the next few months i am also launching my own personal brand with seth sinker that's coming really, really soon. So I can't give you the details on that quite yet, but I'm excited to share it with you guys. And I'm excited to have another business that's going to be like totally separate from what I do here, which is really, really exciting. So it's it's just exciting times, you guys. I'm feeling good. It's getting warm. Anywho, I'm going to stop blabbering because today we have an incredible guest on the podcast. We have Tamara Darden of Darden Creative, and she is incredible. She has built her business out so amazingly. She has a studio. She does commercial work. So I'm really excited to share with you guys her journey, her stories, her you know expansion of the business, all of that good stuff. She shares some really good insights. So I'm excited for you guys to dive in. I'm going to stop blabbering and uh, let's get welcome to the podcast you guys and welcome to the podcast Tamara I'm so excited to have you on hi Eden thank you so much for having me oh my gosh I'm so stoked I'm so glad we finally got on here it's like everything has been so crazy and so I'm just so excited to talk with you because I've been looking at your Instagram profile for like months (laughs) being like I have to talk to her I want to hear all the things I'm so I'm so flattered. Thank you. I, I'm looking forward to to chatting it up with you today. Um, okay, so for those of us who don't know you, could you give us a little yes. intro on yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Tamara. I am the founder and creative director of Darden Creative. Darden Creative is a content creation agency that specializes in product photography for beauty and lifestyle brands and the agencies that represent them. I am also the founder of the salon studios which is my new photo studio 
slash content lifestyle space. Um, So yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Amazing. Okay. Wait, so you just opened the studio. I just opened the studio. I moved in March. No, it is March. I moved in February. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That's huge, huge, daunting, crazy, stressful. Oh, I'm sure. Amazing. Amazing. All of the things I can only imagine. (laughs) Um, okay. Tell me how, cause that's, that's so many things. That's like, we've got the studio, we've got Darden creative. How did this all start? Like, where did you kind of get started? Yeah. You know, the idea started in 2000, 2015. I actually uh, was one year removed from my full-time job. So I left my full-time job in 2014, the February, February of 2014. And for a year, I kind of was moonlighting, <laughs> doing a lot of things. I was a wardrobe stylist. I also was rotating like three different part-time jobs. Um, and then one day I just woke up and I was like, I'm really tired of chasing these stylist checks. Um, I was assisting stylist. And I remember one of the stylists I was working with, her agency went bankrupt and I didn't get paid for the job until like six months later. And I just, you know, I just, I was also like subletting my studio at the time. I was living with my grandmother and I just woke up one day like crying in her bed. And I was like, you know, I don't think styling really loves me uh, the way that I love it. And so uh, I kind of, you know, took a step back, kind of reevaluated. I knew I wasn't going to go back to a full-time job. That's not really what I wanted to do, but Instagram was, you know, starting to make its rounds. It was still chronological, believe it or not. There was oh a gosh, time I remember folks, those days, <laughs> right? Remember those days? It was just so honest and pure. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all so hopeful. <laughs> so hopeful and optimistic about the platform. Um, and I said, you know, maybe I can still do styling, but just in a, in a smaller capacity. What, what if I translated that wardrobe styling skill set to product styling? So I, you know, me and a friend, he was the photographer at the time. I would go to local markets um, in New York, pretty much pitch the service like, hey, you know, I would love to create content for your brand. If you, if you like the photos, you know, just tag us on Instagram. I'm not going to charge you for it. So I did this for free for this first six months, just to build a portfolio. They said, yes, they love the photos. They posted them. And that, that pretty much is how, that's how the business started. And then, amazing. yeah, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> I love that. And did you, did you already have this vision for it kind of becoming like a whole agency and eventually like a studio as well, or kind of what was like the, the hope and the vision in the beginning? Uh, honestly, y'all, um, the vision was to eat. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just was really hungry. You know, I literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. um, I, I think I wanted to have an agency without understanding the context or not knowing that's Mm. what an agency is yet. So like, I knew I wanted to do creative direction. I knew I wanted to provide the styling. I knew I wanted to always have a photographer to shoot. And, you know, obviously eventually it became me doing all the things, but 
I didn't really have a very clear vision. You know, getting a studio was the last thing on my mind. I wanted to keep my operation expenses as low as possible the first couple of years um, that I that I started this idea. But truth be told, I was just like, I need to make enough money to pay my bills like that. Mm-hmm. That was the vision, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the first couple of years before it actually manifested into into what it is and like constantly evolving into now. Amazing. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's like one of my favorite things to talk to creatives about too, is I'm like, you don't have to know the end goal. You can just get started and go and it can grow exactly. and change. Exactly. I think I, I didn't have a lot of expectations and I think that's what protected my resolve, you know, like, you know, starting anything requires a lot of persistence um, and a lot of patience. And I think, you know, having too high of expectations of like, I'm going to achieve this in six months or a year. And then when you don't hit those goals, now you're like, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I should just give up. And I think for me, I just kind of went into it really not expecting much, if I'm being honest, you know, I really just went into it like, I like this this sounds, this, this seems to be working. People actually like what I'm doing. Let me see how far I can take this, you know? Yeah. I love that. Um, just, yeah, just no expectations. I love that. I think that's like amazing advice. Um, okay. And has it been like fairly smooth sailing or has like (laughs) growing this business and this team, have there been like hiccups? Like what's the journey kind of been like, I just like love I love people that like make pivots or like end up doing something (laughs) in the beginning. Cause I know that comes usually with a little bit of like resistance. Um, so I love hearing like kind of what the journey has been like for you and any of like your favorite lessons that you've learned along the way. Yeah. You know, as a Taurus, a Taurus sun, Virgo moon and a Capricorn rising. Stop. I'm all, I'm all earth. And so also the work ethic there, I just, yeah, that's so, so it's like, that, that lineup is so good. <laughs> it's so great. Like you're, you're in it to win it and you will always be successful, but, um, a lot of hard work and like change very tough. You know, I think I'm happy. I started my business when I did, I started the business when I was in my late twenties. Um, like 28, 29. Um, but really didn't take it seriously until I was I thought, 30. I thought you were like 28 now. So thank you. You know, that made my brain like a kind of explode, but keep going. I literally thought you were I, like my age. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, no, I was like 30 pounds lighter <laughs> in my what in my late 20s, but it's okay, it's all right, just more love, but Um, I would say, so because of that, that's if you're into astrology, but because of that astrology combination, change is really hard, getting sensitive, emotional about your work. Like Eric Badu, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit happens more often than not. Um, And, you know, I think I... I didn't really have a lot of nightmare stories. You know, a lot of my nightmare stories happened like in the first couple of months of business. Mm -hmm. And that allowed me to really make immediate pivots um, early on. 
Um, I would say, and I know this is unpopular or it may not be, is one of the things that I did that really accelerated my growth after a couple of years was like niching down, like Mm -hmm. focusing on one genre of photography. And, you know, in the very beginning, I was offering like social media management and website design and, and product photography and like just seeing what would stick. And when I really thought about it, you know, I had to ask myself, okay, what is it that I really enjoy doing? And what would I be willing to invest my time, money, energy in over the next three years consistently? Like talking Mm -hmm. about the same thing over and over again, even if I'm not getting the likes, I'm not getting the inquiries because, you know, the first one to two years you're in business, I feel like it's brand awareness. So you Mm kind of have to have that expectation like, hey, I'm not going to make six figures out the gate or whatever, you know, your big number is. And so when I really asked myself those two questions about all the activities I was doing, it hit product photography and styling. That's what I decided to really focus on consistently for three years. And I saw that acceleration um, in my business. Um, Other things that I've learned along the way, people love organization. I think like I'm a creative, but sometimes creatives get a bad rap because they always, you know, people are always like, oh, you're a creative. So you're scatterbrained, you're a hot mess. And it's like, I'm a Virgo moon y'all. Like, like if Virgo moon was OCD, like that, that is me. And, and I just really use that to my advantage. Um, creating like really great systems and workflows, like from beginning to end for my clients um, to where they become repeat clients because they just loved working with me because it was so organized and seamless, aside from the fact that the photography was really great. Um, And then learning to fire myself. Like at the end of 2020, I just was so burnt out. I had the I had generated the most money I had ever did in my business that year. I went from making 48,000 in 2019 to 135 in 2020. And it was, it was great. It was amazing, but I was burnt out. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had to really determine what was the issue. The issue was me. I was bottlenecking my own business because I was doing everything and I just couldn't do it anymore. So the following year, 2021, is when I started transitioning more to get commercial work because there are bigger budgets, which means I can hire more people to do more things or just ask for more help. So I'm in this, I'm in this phase right now in the business where I really only want to focus on my job. And that yeah. job is shooting, like the photography part. And so I'm looking to see who I can. Um, hire to help me with the admin and the onboarding and discovery. And I just hired a marketing coordinator like two months ago, which has been amazing. So I don't have to be the only person talking about my business all the time anymore. So that is where I am of like hiring more people in order to, to help them, the, the train keep moving. (laughs) Yeah. How has that like release of control been? Cause I know that's where a lot of people struggle with 
mm-hmm. hiring people out is they're like, well, no one's going to do it like me. No one's going to do it the exact same way. No one's going to care as much. What's your experience kind of been like that with that? <laughs> I don't care. I like <laughs> for, for me, it's like, and I I've had to learn this and, and someone else said this is that if you're going to ask someone to do something for you, it really doesn't matter how they do it. They do not have to do it the way that you did it as long as it gets done well and it, and it gets done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it, right? And so, you know, as, as long as you're setting up your help for success, so there's information that's in your brain that you need to be able to disseminate. And so I highly recommend like writing out, you know, system of processes, even if it's just like a simple Word document or even Asana. So we use Asana a lot on my team. Um, And so, you know, you have one place to have all your passwords for your social media platforms and um, directions and what you want them to do for each platform, right? Like to make sure that they are set up for success. But I don't really care how my marketing coordinator schedules content as long as it gets done, right? Mm -hmm. I think the control is making sure that they do it the way you want them to do it. But it's like, no, you just want them to get it done. You just want them to get it done. Right. And so I think that reframe, I think would really help if someone is considering hiring someone. And lastly, you don't necessarily, I always tell people you should hire for like personality, not necessarily for skill set. Agree. Because you know, sometimes what you're hiring the person for can be taught. Like you can teach Mm -hmm. anyone how to schedule social media posts or, you know, create reels or, you know, idea pins on Pinterest, but you kind of have to ask yourself, does this personality um, and work ethic mesh well with mine? Right. Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't, then it's going to be quite a bumpy road. And, um, it's not going to be an enjoyable experience for anybody. Mm -hmm. Agreed. No, I think that's like one of the best pieces of advice when it comes to hiring (laughs) other people is I'm like, when I brought on my assistant, she didn't know like a lot of the skills that she does now, but she's Mm -hmm. such an amazing learner and she's always willing to take feedback and she's always willing to like learn new skills. And that Mm -hmm. to me has been so much more important than like just hiring on someone that like didn't have the personality for it, but like knew the skills, like that's never really worked for me. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like those characteristics that you talk about are just transferable regardless Mm -hmm. of the job that you're hiring them for, especially when you're hiring someone just for task oriented, uh, task oriented, oriented to do's, right. Mm -hmm. Um, where it's like, it's a beginning and this is an end and here's a to-do list. It's a little bit different when you start talking about strategy. Mm-hmm. So when you're like overseeing the marketing department or overseeing business development, then you probably want to hire someone that probably has experience. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be photography either, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just having that skill set in order to be able to translate that for your business. But um, like you said, like, you know, and, and, and taking initiative, um, intensiveness, being able to anticipate, um, what you need, um, is a learner, right. A a fast learner too. Mm -hmm. Um, like those are the characteristics when you're looking to hire someone is something that you should be looking, 
looking into when you're looking to hire a person. Absolutely. I love that. That's so cool. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I had an Instagram post of yours that I specifically wanted to ask you about. Oh Uh, no. (laughs) I I love it. And I was like, okay, I have to like ask her about this. So it was back in January. You posted Mm -hmm. how I went from charging $1,500 to $13,000 for your photography services, which like was one of those things where I read it and I was like, let me reread that one more time. Like that's almost a 10 times increase. Yeah. Can you walk us through that? Cause I'm like, that's a big jump. Like a lot of people talk about like, oh, I doubled my prices. I tripled my prices. And you just casually are like, no, no, no. I 10, t- I times them by 10. Like I just multiply. Yeah, them by I, 10. I, I went, I went there, didn't I? You, you yes. Know? Okay. So <laughs> Uh, I feel like I should open up my Instagram and actually open up that post so that I don't miss anything because it probably was my like most or my highest performing post. There always is conversation about pricing for, for any industry, but photography, mm-hmm. there just seems to be this elusive mysterious cloud like Mm -hmm. what should I charge and it's always well charge what you're worth it's like okay but if the perception of yourself is low then your pricing probably will correlate with how you think about yourself so that really isn't good advice Mm -hmm. uh, to be telling someone but I shared that because I wanted to, to, to show people, especially as a black woman in a very niche um, genre of photography that you can charge five figures for your services, but you have to make sure that you're positioning yourself um, in a way where you can um, ask for that rate, right? So, you know, just for, for context, I remember at the top of 2020, I was charging $1,500 for my service and it was all inclusive. So all inclusive for us or for me, well, first it was just me doing it. So that was 20 images. It was access to a private client portal. I was also buying props. I was also developing the shot list, developing the mood board shooting, of course, styling, of course, editing all of the photos, uh, access to a private photo gallery, and also one year uh, digital usage, right? Oh my gosh, okay. I was, so this was $1,500, which I thought I was making money, right? Mm-hmm. Then the pandemic happened. And I remember there, there are other pho- photographers that I follow. And someone was offering special rates to their clients. Like, you know, because of the pandemic, we are offering special rates. You know, we're taking 15 to 20% off of our original price. Their work was comparable to mine. And so the link was live and I went on the page and their prices were triple mine for the same number of assets, the same uh, type of service, all inclusive, one year, you know, usage. And I just was kind of like, oh my God, like I would not have known that I was undercharging so much if I had not have seen that. So I immediately increased my prices to 3,500. Amazing. I immediately did that. 
Um, so that was the first thing that I did. Also, as I was saying earlier, I talked about product photography consistently for years. So when people thought of Tamara, they thought, oh, she shoots product photography. And so I was just, that's the type of content I was sharing. I wanted to share the content that I wanted to be hired for. Um, and it was really tough the first couple of months of the pandemic because everyone, there was so much uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, so I wasn't getting any clients, but I was still shooting content. So I was still practicing, I was still doing personal work and I was posting it online to make sure that I still had a presence on IG. And then fast forward June, I, I booked my first commercial client and it was a four day shoot. And they were like, what's your day rate? So like, it wasn't uh, tied to number of images. It was just how much do you charge for the day? And I spoke to a photographer, the photographer who brought me on did the job for them, but they were um, relocating to DC to do the job. And I asked her, well, what's your day, day rate? And I'm so happy I asked her because I would have charged like 30% less. Mm -hmm. So I went into the conversation. I said, well, you know, this is our first time working together. I'm willing to match the same rate as your previous photographer, which was 2,500 a day for four days. Amazing. And so that was like the first time that I had like a, a five figure client and like plus camera equipment, like there was a line item for everything that, and so it hit 13 grand. It was, it was kind of amazing wild. I, that was the first time that I realized there's more work in commercial mm. as opposed to um, servicing only like small to mid-tier businesses. I realized I really wanted to make the transition to commercial work. And also I realized that there's not many black women um, in the commercial photography space. And so mm. I shared that post pretty much to let them know, yes, you can do it. And it is hundred percent possible. I have a whole blog post so I can share it with yeah, you. So you absolutely. Can share yes. I would love in to the call that. notes where I like, you know, broke down everything, but yeah, I realized, Oh, there's, there's a new, there's a new world out mm -hmm. there where you can charge, you know, 13 grand, um, which I did charge for another commercial, um, client and there's no back and forth. There's no why, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, no, okay. That's your price. Okay, great. Absolutely. And yeah. you have the receipt, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was an interesting post. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And I think that's so incredible. And I think it's a, it's amazing to talk about so that people know that's possible. Cause I think that's the yeah. problem when we get so taboo about talking about money and talking about our lives and talking about what goes into things is that like, no one really knows what's even possible. And I think one of the things that's been really powerful for me to shift my mindset on is to not hear how much other people charge for things and be like, oh, I wish I was paying, I could charge that. But instead being like, that's so cool that that's possible. And I want to work towards that. Um, yeah. Like exactly. I feel like, it, yeah, it can be easy to compare yourself, but at the end of the day, it's, it's cool to reshift it into being like, no, that's actually like my own potential as well. I could do that too. Right. And if that's something that you want to do, like I always tell people, especially when they're, I used to be a coach and I realized I can't do it. That's not my ministry. <laughs> but I remember when I was coaching, I would tell people, you know, really pay attention to someone's fruit 
as a coach? Are they doing what you want to do? Do you feel like they are three, four, five paces ahead of you so that you can see, okay, this is the next step. Okay. What exactly is she doing? What behaviors um, is she um, exhibiting so that I make sure that I am in line with that as well? You know, I, I think I love that reframe of like, instead of being like, wow, she's charging that. I wish I can do it to be like, okay, what is she doing and how is she doing it? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's why, you know, the blog post kind of goes into like what I did. Um, I think it was like seven or eight, eight behaviors that I talked about in that blog post. Oh, I love that. Yes. Please send me the link. We'll link that for you guys. in the show I will. Notes. I will. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So what's next for you? What's like on the horizon? What are you looking forward to in this? I wanted to say new year, but I guess it's, it's halfway through March. I keep thinking it's literally still new year's, but it's fine. Girl. It's almost April for me. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm like, Oh like, shoot. We're like past a four. We're in second quarter. Might be. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already in April. Um, what am I looking forward to? I, I'm looking forward to um, growing and building community in DC with my new studio. Um, the studio was definitely a faith investment, especially during slow season. Typically slow season for me is January to March. Um, but the space was beautiful. I found it on Craigslist, oddly enough, um, in December. I wasn't ready to sign the lease. And when I was, it was, the space was not available. Like someone else was literally about to take it. And I said, okay, well, you know, God, if if this space is meant to be the next time that it gets back on the market, I'm signing the lease. And so that opportunity popped up. And so I did it. Um, And so, yeah, it's just been really great. Just speaking to um, like local residents, and creatives just trying to hear like what they need in a space like what would you know convince them to to work out of the space rent the space um being here it it made me realize how much I miss going somewhere for work you know Mm -hmm. I've been like working from home pretty much since the beginning of the business wherever home was and so this is the first one of the first times where I'm actually working out somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's so mine. Exciting. And so that's been really fun. And, you know, don't want to get too overwhelmed with like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to go every day, you know? So I put myself on a schedule um, and I'm looking forward to like hosting more events. I really love art. So I'll be hosting solo gallery events um, here in the space. And the other thing I'm looking forward to, it's, kind of like a pet project right now, (laughs) but um, I'm in like early development of a talent agency because I know I'm not going to shoot forever. Um, And so the talent agency, um, it's called the salon agency. So it's really a, an extension of the studio. Um, And it's where we nurture and represent black and brown women photographers across various genres. So um, you know, just having, you know, the opportunity, like I know financially my life changed when I booked that first commercial client and, you know, the statistics are there of, you know, average revenue for black, black owned women owned um, 
enterprises, you know, it's like $24,000. And so, you know, I think about imagine if I can like change, change the life or the financial standing for other black and brown women photographers, just by having that access to other commercial opportunities. So that is, it's, it's a huge endeavor and, you know, Rome was not built in a day. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just really taking it one day at a time, but there is a newsletter. um, And so I can share that as well. So you can just learn more about our mission um, and also get updates on events and, and workshops. So incredible. Oh my gosh. So many exciting things. I'm like, those are so (laughs) many big, amazing things. So I cannot wait to see all of it. Oh my goodness. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. That's so exciting. Okay. Well, to close out, um, I'm not sure if you've listened to other guest episodes, but we end by asking every guest what their, what the best piece of advice is that they've ever been given, like whatever just pops into their head, which I know can be a hefty one. (laughs) Hmm. Be flexible. Mm. be flexible there I would say last year I had no idea of opening a space I had I had no interest in opening a space but I realized I was growing out of my home and there were other initiatives that I wanted to develop and build and grow that I knew I needed a physical space in order to do that I didn't want to do it out of my home um and just offering new services and asking for help. So I would say be flexible and ask for help. I love that. That's a good one too. Yeah. I'm like asking for help is a big one for me. (laughs) Huge. Huge. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs, all the things? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So you can find me uh, on Instagram at Tamara.Darden. So it's T-A-M-E-R-A dot D-A-R-D-E-N. No relation to sister, sister. So I'm not related to Tia and I am not related to Christopher Darden, y'all. Okay, those are the two (laughs) questions that I get all the time. Every time. (laughs) Uh, If you want to learn more about um, the content creation agency, you can just go on Instagram to Darden Creative. If you want to check out the studio, you go to the salon dot studios and if you want to check out the salon agency which is a lot um, no this is amazing (laughs) I'm like oh my god I'm building an empire um if you want to check out the talent agency go to the salon reps on Instagram amazing okay and we will link all of that for you guys in the show notes as well thank you so much for coming on the show it's been so amazing to chat with you and hear about your story and all of your little nuggets of wisdom so thank you so much Thank you, Eden. I really appreciate this. Oh my gosh. And it was so nice to meet you. And thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. 